Animated, the anime watch-long podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed leg chains, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed, I just want to chill and do nothing for the rest of my life, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed ACL tear, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Animated, the premier anime podcast where we're talking about Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Blue Lock. Loving this blue lock. It's it's the Squid Game Battle Royale of soccer sports anime. It fucking whips ass. It's fucking so good. <laughs> very compelling. Very compelling show. I'm really, really been I've been hooked for a few episodes. Even really though, yeah, you now. famously didn't want to watch it. What, what do you mean famously didn't you? What, what, what is going on? I feel on like here? we did an episode where we kept joking that you didn't want to watch it, and I was just bringing it back. Well, well, I did want to watch it. Yeah, I think it was it was like your idea. <laughs> We're going to talk about Blue Lock. <laughs> episode 7 and 8. Episode 7, Rush. Episode 8, The Formula for Goals. We'll get to that in a bit. But before we do, we got to ask everyone what we've been weaving. Did you mean we've got to ask what we've been weaving? Ash, that fucking rules. That's really Thank great. You. I didn't mean that, but I like that you said that. You got it. Hi, I'm Ash Ketchum from Hi, Pokemon. And I've recently become a Pokemon uh, champion, and I'm about to end my journey on the anime. I'm going to be confronted by Gary in my hometown, and he's going to say, what does it mean to be a Pokemon master? And I'll say, what I've learned in the last, I think, 20 years of trying to be a Pokemon master. It's been a while. It is a big finale coming up for me. It's weird to think of you as like a middle-aged man. But I guess that's kind of been your journey. Yeah, I'm I'm at least thirty four. Wow. Yeah, close. You're yeah, close to my age. A little older than me. A little older than you. Yeah, it's funny to think that your name is Ash, and then your your greatest enemy is named Gary. Yeah, his Such name a less cool name. It, what it should be is my name should be Ash Ketchum, and his name should be Ass Ketchum. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> well, that actually sounds like he like gets a lot of ass. Yeah, probably. So like that's like kind of cool. It, it could also be like he is an ass. I've never canonically yeah. gotten ass. <laughs> well, canonically, but you know. Non-canonically, yeah, you, you should, should read see the, the stuff, stuff that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting stuff with you and Lickitung. <laughs> Woof. You know all those things are things that actually happen to me? All right, guys. Uh, so if somebody draws something or writes something because of the nature of being Animated. an anime, yeah. uh, it happens to you. Yeah, that's right. It happened to me. You just stumbled into, and I know it's your reality, so you're just telling us, but like that feels like a premise. Like a like a character who's gets turned into a bunch of, you know, like has a bunch of perverse fan art made about them taking revenge on the artist who depict them in that way. Yeah, I mean, there are times also like, let's say like a seventh grader draws me taking a dump, mm-hmm. like yeah. on a piece of paper. That's something that happened, including like the places where it's clear that my legs are broken or my yeah. arms are broken because I didn't draw them right. What seven-year-old would draw something like that? One of the South Park children? <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> Anyway, I'm here to ask you the question, what have you been weeping? And I choose you, Matt Apodaca. Wow. wow. Okay, I'm going to keep this pretty brief because I'm, I'm reading Spy Family and I'm absolutely loving it. It's it's so nice. I didn't really know about, I, I didn't know what the vibe was going in. I thought it was going to be a little more uh, intense. And maybe it does get more intense, but I just finished like the first volume of it 
and it was so lovely. I love it. It's it's a it's a nice little like funny book. It's great. Uh, so I'm I'm really enjoying that. But something that I've been weaving big time. The fucking T-shirt I'm wearing right now. I I went on Etsy because I was like I gotta get some I gotta get some anime shirts, and I'll, I'll support some artists. Some some you know some people that are just screen printing uh, IP onto T-shirts, and um. I, 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 I can't remember the name of this um, store that I ordered it from, so that sucks. But um, they, they did some great work. They had some really, really cool T-shirts on on their Etsy store. I'll link to it if I can find it. Um, but I'm wearing a fucking Chainsaw Man T-shirt, and it, it rules. It does rule. It, yeah. It's so nice. It's, it's got Chainsaw Man on it, and he's fucking, you know, all Chainsaw Manned out. Uh, I love that. And I also got... Um, a uh, another shirt. I got an Evangelion shirt. It's the seal logo. You know the uh, the triangles with the eyes. Smooth. The the uh, the the atom the the biblically accurate uh, representation of an angel. Uh, and I do intend to get a tattoo of that at some point. Oh, uh, uh, right above my knee, I think, is where it's gonna go. That shit uh, is block. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. It's block. Yeah, block. Yeah, that shit's block. Block. What do you mean? What's that? It's like hype. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know this. Is that from the show we're watching? No, not blue lock. No, block. 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 Uh, yeah, I like it. Blue yeah, block is block. Block. It, well, and in soccer, you have to do that. You sometimes. have to block. Sometimes. Uh, but that's what I'm weaving. I, I this future tattoo and my new T-shirts and 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 spy family. Heather, how about you? Well, I finished uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. It was extremely satisfying. Yes. Love myself some Gundam. And I continued my journey by watching, by starting to watch, because I, I, I never have enough time to like sit down and actually watch like a full movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've split the film, an anime film that takes place one year after the events of Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. It's Mobile Suit Gundam Narrative. And it takes place in Universal Century 97, one year after the events of of Unicorn, and uh, has the the Gundam that I have most recently, no, not that's not true, the second most recent perfect grade model kit that I've built is from this movie. And I always choose my Gundam based on how cool they are to look at. Mm -hmm. And this one is gold. Ooh. It's gold with blue lights underneath wow. it, and the perfect grade model kit has the blue lights. Like, not like paint, but you can turn it on and it glows blue underneath its gold armor. Can I say something to Nick that he's going to really like? Yeah. I love gold. <laughs> I did really like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great. No idea. From Austin Powers 3, Gold Member. Oh. Funny movie. Okay. Uh, so. Smoking a pancake? <laughs> my biggest surprise of Mobile Suit Gundam narrative is that I'm not really a fan of the character design. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's the first um, Gundam series where I haven't really been on board the character design. Uh, but other than that, the music fucking rules. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, Zeon has been defeated by the um, opening of Lapless Box. Uh, so who kn- who knows, guys? Who knows? But that's what I've been weaving when I when I haven't been racing from event to event in my life. Nick Weiger, what have you been weaving? Real quick, I just like we should 
Austin Powers should be in Fortnite. That'd be awesome. Austin Powers should be in fucking Fortnite. Dr. Evil should be in Fortnite. Mini Me, Fat Bastard, Gold Member, uh, Foxy Cleopatra, yeah. number two. Number two. Oh my God. Be what would they do with Mini Me's hitbox, is the issue? They can't put in a character that small. Maybe, well, unfortunately, he's like on Dr. Evil's like back or something. Oh, yeah. He could yeah. be like a familiar for him. Well, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, when Morty was put in Fortnite, they put him inside of a robot suit so that he was the right height. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Put it him in work. a robot suit. Him and Fat Bastard could be a tag. It could be teamed up. Yee! <laughs> it's funny because I, I would be like, there's no fucking way because that ref, the reference is so old, but. Aliens is in Fortnite, and yeah. that that movie is like forty years old it now. Does, yeah, there's there's no these things just all existed all at in the same time. Like it's like it, it's it's once something is is part of pop culture now. I think it's just omnipresent. Put yeah. uh put Ace Ventura in Fortnite too. <laughs> While we're at it, people would fucking lose their shit at Ace Ventura. <laughs> boo, boo, doesn't hold up. Doesn't boo, hold up actually. Uh, but Ace Ventura two uh, actually still bad. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is I, I look. Everyone said this fact. It's like the the first thing you learn. I feel like you 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 arrive in Hollywood, California, and you're told that uh, Ellen DeGeneres is a monster, and then also this fact, which is that Jim Carrey's movies, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all came out the same year. That's like it's Staggering. the it's the best run. Yeah, of what a anyone. run. Yeah. That's fantastic. Three three hit comedy. Now now he doesn't even make original comedies anymore. I feel like Pedro Pascal's having a moment. Oh he's, yeah, like, sure. Simultaneously this week, as of record, he is both the protagonist of The Last of Us and The Mandalorian in the same fucking week. Yes, and um, just to that point too, he's never been on a TV show that has less than eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. He's like the king of TV. Yeah. So he's he. I mean, if he has one more yeah hit this year, and I'm not counting his SNL appearance, which was also great. I I I feel like he's having a a, a similar vibe. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same. But nobody's he's having the best week ever yeah. on VH1. Yep. Yeah, I guess his his nadir is like Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, and that still was like not so many people watched that movie. Yeah. Yep. And. I, I was just about to say, James Cameron, if you're listening, put him in Avatar 3. He should be in Avatar 3. He should be in I mean, fucking, they, they he should already, be in the biggest movie in the world. I think they already filmed Avatar 3. Put him, but put him in Avatar 4. Put him in 4. Yeah, make him, what, we got the Ash Avatar, uh, the Ash Navi coming. What's, we get the Wind Navi. There you go. Or, uh, Wait, I'm, I'm, what's happening to me? Uh, oh, it's no, not, not, it's a different kind of Ash. It's Do I have to sue the, James Cameron? Because it sounds like he's using my name. Well, like this is they like Ash. Your name, I don't think is like you don't own that trademark in yeah, all I do. context. Absolutely, I do. So if I'm ashing, like if I'm smoking a cigarette and it's ashing, not that I do that anymore. But you are. You should be eliminating cigarette debris. I can't say I'm ashing my cigarette. Absolutely not. First off, I'm a child. Like, how can you possibly? Yeah, Nick. You you wouldn't be like. No, you can't. Uh uh-uh. uh. You're a child. Sort of. Okay. Yeah, you're Your like a 32 year old boy. Yeah. yeah, I'm a 32. It's like the curse of Eva. Mm, yes. Yeah. That's me. Do right. you think there's LCL in the Pokeball? Do I think? Do I? No, it's urine in there. It's only urine. Oh, <laughs> yuck. That's why Pikachu's yellow. Anyway, what I've been weebing, what we've been weebing over here is so last year. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but I, I watched a in theaters, I saw the anime Bell. Uh, which was newly released and was directed by Mamoru Hosoda, 
And so I've just been, I was like, yeah, that guy's been, that guy's directed a lot of stuff that I've heard a lot about and I'm not uh, super familiar with him. So I've just been going through his filmography and started with his first feature, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, which came out in 2006. This is based on a story uh, from the 1960s in Japan uh, by Yasutaka Tsutsui, who seems like kind of a, a, a Philip K. Dick sort of figure. He's currently 88 years old, but he's written all these stories that have been adapted a bunch of times. Girl Leapt Through Time has been adapted a number of times, live action and animated, and manga. He also wrote the story that was adapted into Satoshi Kon's Paprika. Uh, he has a short story collection that's been translated, and I love this title, Salmonella Men on Planet Porno. So <laughs> I might have to read that. God. Yeah, he seems like kind of a weird, like, sort of, you know... What what's the word for someone who is trying who's always kind of like pushing the envelope? Nick and, Weiger. Okay, a yeah, truth he's kind of a teller, Weiger. a comedian. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, okay. he's, yeah. <laughs> kind of guy who'd be canceled by the woke police, <laughs> the woke mind virus. So basically, the story of this of this concept, and I really like the way they've they've handled it in the adaptation based on what I read of the original short story. But it's a girl, a teenage girl who. Uh, comes ac- across some sort of artifact, maybe magical, maybe science fiction, mm-hmm. that allows her to manipulate time in the sense of like she can jump backwards, she can try- jump to another time, and it's all like you know kind of one timeline. It's or at least that's that's kind of their logic of it. It's all it's all kind of one timeline that keeps getting changed by based on her uh, moving into the the past. What I like about it is that if you look in the the description of the short story, or if you've actually read the short story. Maybe it's a novel. I don't fucking know. Um, but it, it's got like things like a volcano and an earthquake and a house fire. It's got like these yeah. huge like geopolitical events that she is impacting. Here, it's all confined to like her school, and it's a lot of just like honestly, like she like it's it's been de-escalated to the point where it's like she has an awkward interaction with a boy who tells her that he likes her. And she like uses that impetus to like jump back in time, which is really funny because yeah. it's just sort of like, oh yeah, that's that's like what someone of that age would do. Like I can see myself trying to extract myself from an awkward social yeah. situation uh, via my superpower. And it's a lot of that. It's a lot of just minor things uh, that that you know ultimately has a larger impact on her and all the other people that she's interacting with. But I you know, I can't say too much because I'll spoil the story. One other thing I'll say is that that you know and this is this is just kind of feature film animation um, affording the luxury of like just hyper detailed character animation and mm-hmm. Hosoda the director yeah. does this really well. It's just really masterful the way body language and posture used in both this and in Bell, uh, like an expression slowly creeping onto someone's face, just taking like the labor to like make that happen of just like we're gonna sit on this person's face for for just hang on them as as like despair slowly crawls over them and they burst into tears as they process something or just little things like you know like the, a sliding door being shut and it's not shut all the way and then someone comes back to like shut it the remainder it's just like little be- pieces of detail like that oh, could just make it feel so you know rich and real I the watched one- I watched that movie years and years ago came out in and, 2006 and I yeah. remember it having Quite the effect on me, but I could not summarize the plot if I if I was if a gun was at my head. Yeah, it's I, I mean because it's pretty complicated. It's got a lot going on, but it is it is. I did love it. I didn't yeah. think, I did think it was really awesome. The one thing I'll say is that Crunchyroll fucked me. Why? Because it it's an hour thirty five minute movie. They had an hour and thirty three minutes of it on the fucking on the app in both the uh, the subtitled version and the dub. So I get to the end. 
final scene, it just abruptly ends. What the fuck? Because of something else. So I had to find some, like, I, I had to find some, you know. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. I was like, I don't know how to file a support ticket to report this issue, but they don't have the full movie. They have it up until the final, like, two minutes. Wow. And so I had to find, I'd find it on a different site. Yeah, and, ending, uh, ending, ending explained. Like, it's like yeah. <laughs> somebody talking over and be like, this is what the end of the movie means. No, and, and, and watch the final five minutes on that plus the credits, which were actually pretty, you know, it was important stuff. Um, wasn't just a a a, a, a little you know extra that's, coda. That's chaotic. Yeah, it was truly truly bananas, and also just a sort of thing of just like that moment of like you get to the very end and just like, wait, what's going on? Was that the ending? What happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess it's I guess it's busted. Oof. At the end of a movie, it's a really weird experience. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, don't crunchy like roll. You fucked up. You're on notice. But also, you're the only place we can watch Blue Lock. So yeah, so that's you. that's fine. No, yeah. I'll allow it. Uh, really like that movie, Girl Who Leapt Through Time. It sounds great. I'm gonna add it to my uh, queue, but I'll I'll seek out the the full version. Let's talk about Blue Lock. So episode seven and eight, Rush and the Formula for Goals. We'll start with episode seven. But what was everyone? What were everyone's thoughts on these globally? Nothing, nothing is more satisfying in anime for me mm-hmm. than thirty minutes. Well, twenty two minutes spent. Trying to get somebody to do something that you know they're going to be great at. Yes. <laughs> and then they finally do it. And even though it has been telegraphed the entire fucking episode, when it finally happens, it it's just it's it's incredible. It's incre- I was so pumped at the end of episode seven. Uh episode eight laying a lot of groundwork. But fucking A7 is so good. Watching these two uh, last night when I did, um, I was sort of like, I think 7 is my favorite one we've seen so far. I loved, like, the story of 7. And just in in, in an execution, too, what Heather was saying, just, like, watching this, like, thing not happen and be like, he's going to fucking smash this, dude. He's going to fucking do it. And it was just so exciting and so thrilling. And then, yeah, seven, eight was also very interesting. And watching 8, getting to the end of 8, I was sort of like, ah. I want to watch nine so bad because, like that, it ends in a very interesting way. Yeah, there's so I, I, there are, you know that each member of the fucking team is going to have a moment to shine. Yes, and how they shine may be in the way that our uh, our one dude betrayed everybody. Cool. So, so you're either going to have like a redemption arc for him, or he's just going to be a piece of shit, and that was his moment. Mm-hmm. But there's that little dude who's who's got the temple. Yes, you mm-hmm. know. And you know that he's going to get a moment. And it's either going to be a moment of incredible self-sacrifice or it's going to be a moment where he pulls out some superhero move to be able to do something. But I, that's those are my favorite tropes of shonen anime. It's like every single person in Naruto's class gets a moment. And the same's going to happen here. And fuck, it was so satisfying to see that happen this week. Uh, Chigiri, who is the character that we're focused on in this episode... Long flowing locks. Wish, wish my hair was as full as his. He's so but, cool. But uh, also, cool but also shit. in flashbacks, shorter locks. Shorter locks. So definitely, that's a you know he's he's he fucking gave up on cutting his hair. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, so basically, we're picking up with uh, 15 minutes left in the game that we were covering in that the episode was covering up uh, previously, uh, which is Team Z with Kuon, who is the traitor from within, has decided to funnel information 
uh, to their opponent. And as a result, they're effectively playing 12 on 10. Yes. They're, they're a man down. And so they're kind of set up where, well, shit, we've got 15 minutes left. we got to try to to draw or win. Um, if we don't at least draw, we're basically out, which means all of our soccer careers collectively are done. And the only way they're going to be able to do this is to do something that Kuon doesn't know they're capable of. That's your setup right. because he's already provided all the information to the opposing team. So it's got to be something that he didn't know somebody could do on this on this team. And that's why Chigiri is is the setup because Chigiri had to like lay back, had to stand off, tore their ACL years ago and hasn't been able to play the same way since. Yeah. They're going to have to overcome that injury. Oh. So good. I really glad, I'm glad we got to spend more time with uh, Chiguri in, in in this one because I just thought I think he's such an interesting character. And then just like just unpacking this and how it's represented too is uh, such a cool moment. I can't wait uh, to get to that part. Yeah, his brothers are assholes. These two little yeah. grin, grinning little, you know, fucking Junji Ito looking goblins. <laughs> The, the the brother is on the opposing team. They're yeah. total pieces of shit, and they're 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 our, pro, our our antagonists for this little arc. So I I do one character I really like though is Yamon, who is the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I just kind of like that he's just like he's so steadfast, and he also volunteers for the least glamorous task, and is just like fuck it, I'm gonna commit to this fully. Yeah, how's that dude gonna be a striker? Right. Yeah, I guess that's part of the thing. Like, maybe he's not going to be a striker. Maybe that's ultimately not going to be his art. Or maybe we'll learn that he can kick goals from the opposing goal field. I'd love to see that. <sighs> it would be, I would I would love that. An yeah. entire episode where he's just back there being like, I gotta do something. Yep. <laughs> so basically they're like, you know, look, we're we're playing Team W. We're down a, down a goal. We're down a man. We gotta do something. And so they're trying to counterattack. They're trying to figure something out. Um, Chigiri, who is the... Uh, the kind of well, how would you describe it? what color was is his hair pink pink, pink hair kind of this, yeah pink this vibrant pink hair uh, luscious locks and he's running towards the ball and one of the asshole brothers intercepts him and this drags us to a flashback because Chigiri is just basically like like shell shocked when this happens yes so there's been talk recently about how Creed three is anime inspired. And I'm hoping this is the structure because this is the best thing to take from shonen anime is something is happening in the present and you cut to a flashback of why it matters. And I hope there are moments where like he gets punched, staggers back against the ropes, and then you cut to his childhood. I would I would love Fuck! That. Can we do Creed 3 on the show? I'd love to cover Creed 3. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably talk about it at some point. <laughs> What the the anime inspiration ends up being that uh, Creed goes into a woman's hotel uh, hospital room and jacks off. <laughs> God, what if there's an unfamiliar ceiling scene in Creed three? Can you imagine? That'd be pretty sick. I'd love it. So the so we're getting this flashback. <laughs> He's at this high school, uh, Rakusade Business High School, and these two brothers, the Wanima brothers, are interacting with him and just sort of being like, "Hey, we're the you know this is the." This is our school. We're kind of the the fucking you know head cheeses here. Mm-hmm. Chigiri's like, look, I'm here. I don't I, like I don't really care about you. I'm here to win. I'm here for myself. And Chigiri is just the ends up being the man. He supplants them 
And there's a point where there's like it, it happens a couple of times. There's a point where there's like some cheer some like like onlooking like teen girls who are yeah. like, You're the star, you're the genius. They call him the genius. Yeah. And so he has that and he's he's like he's like that everyone's talking about them. He's being written up in the school paper until he gets an ACL tear. And one thing I really like about this flashback sequence, the way it's set up, I was like, and knowing anime and knowing how how broad it can be, I was like, okay, these two brothers are going to be dirty. They're going to injure this guy. They're going to conspire to hurt him. Mm-hmm. It's not what happens. No. It's just the thing that happens is of uh, in sports of just like, oh, this is a fluke injury. He stepped wrong. And... And as such, he's got this career-threatening ACL tear where if it happens again, he's just out of the game forever. That's And that's like, for somebody who is literally being called the genius, who is a prodigy-level soccer player, basically, uh, that's a devastating injury. Also, the, the, the frame of him tearing his ACL. Oh, oh, nasty shit. I was like, he, like, it's just like a... A moment where he's on the field and he's just twisted it. Yeah. And it's, you, oh, you can feel it. I've been fortunate enough to uh, to avoid seeing live some of the gnarlier sports injuries that have happened in the time that I've been a sporto. But I did see one, which was uh, 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 Joseph uh, Nurkic, who played for the Portland Trailblazers, still plays for the T- Portland Trailblazers. But he, like, landed wrong grabbing a rebound or going up for a dunk and it's just like you could see the bone go the wrong way in his ankle and it's one of those things where I just like have that image it's such a it's like I I have that just baked into my brain it's like a bad smell I just like will never forget it I used to go to hockey games when I was a kid uh, um, minor league hockey Long Beach Ice Dogs over out at the Long Beach Arena Uh, great guys Uh, we'd always go when they would play the San Diego Sharks because they were rivals and they would literally just beat the shit out of each other. The ice would be pink. It was it was the best. Yeah. It was it fucking rocked. Great work. Yeah. <laughs> it ruled. Good it was job. so awesome. So there's fun injuries in sports. You can too. get injured and it'd be it's cool. So basically what happens, he has this he, he has this ACL tear. They're they're telling him and his like terrified mom that pretty much like look he this this can't happen again. This is partly because he's so he's so effective at sprinting, but the way he runs, the way his muscles have developed, have made him prone to this this sort of injury. So it's not exactly as fluke as it initially seemed. Um, he is going through rehab. He goes back to school, and you know like it's just he can't get up to the same top speed that he used to be. And uh, and and he's basically like just afraid of of just like the possibility of he says he's not afraid of injuries, afraid of losing who he is. But also that seems to no doubt to be a part of it. So we have this extended flashback and then we cut back to the game. I've had three major sports injuries in my life. And there is nothing more accurately depicted than just the rumbling fear of having it happen again. Yes. Being the handicap that prevents you from being good. I broke my hand in a basketball game. And from that point forward, was never uh, at as good a shooting as I was previous. Although I did sink two free throws on a broken hand because I was fouled. Uh, I broke two ribs in a basketball game. And from that point forward, you're like, I don't want to take a charge. I can't do it. I'm scared. I'm so scared. And then I tore both of my meniscus boxing. And from that, from, from that point forward, you're like... This could be the hook that undoes my knees. It's oh, hard yeah, to recover gnarly. emotionally from sports injuries. Yeah. 
almost impossible. I broke my dick bowling. (laughs) I love gold. (laughs) So we're back in reality. We're back in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Just snapped it in half. Yeah, I thought it was one of the pins. What? The the team's in... (laughs) The team's in disarray. They're taunting Chigiri. They're taunting, you know, like they're taunting the the whole fucking team. And Isagi is trying, our protagonist is trying his best to try to do something. He's trying to win it on his own, but he can't quite. Um, Everyone is covered because they've got a man disadvantage. And we go into extra time. Chigiri still is like, can't, just can't move. He can't bring himself to participate. And then Chigiri kind of has that moment of clarity where he's like, wait, I see what Isagi is doing. That's what I was. And I can, like, I can attain that again. And he just, like, as... We see a visualization of his leg chained to the yes, ground. really cool visual. Oh. And, and that was your setup and um, uh, to the episode. And, yeah, it's, it's fucking rad. And it's such a great thing of, like, you talking about the the manifestation of feeling like you're going to re-injure yourself mm-hmm. of just being yeah like like chained by this uh past ailment so he overcomes that he b- breaks the chains um and then just uses his special thing which is speed in concert with Isagi's special attribute what's the thing they call that at- special attribute i should have written it in my uh. notes what what they call Isagi's special attribute? Everyone's well, he can smell a goal, but everyone right. like like the monster. Like, yeah, the monster. Yeah, what's yeah. the monster within you? And he's got like he can smell the goal. And Shigiri's is speed, and Shigiri starts starts running, just running down the 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 one of the flanks. And Isagi's like, wait a minute, there's someone coming. Passes it. The rest of the team is like, you're passing it to nobody. What the fuck's going on? Uh, but Shigiri's so fucking fast. He beats Ko on to it. And he scores the tying goal in a really cool animation of him like leaping over a defender and then using like his just what like the the very end of his foot. He's almost going tiptoes. Yeah, he's the tiptoes. He's almost going completely supine as he as he lays out for it and has the equalizing goal. And the game is four four. And Team Zed got their draw they needed. Thought for sure he was going to tear his ACL. In this episode. That's the other thing, because he has a landing. He has a hard landing, and it yeah. looks like he's going to, but it's just like he lands it confidently, yeah. and he's fine. Oof. Yeah. But it is it is really, because that's what, the other thing, because of the stakes of this, because you know someone's going to be, keep get, people are going to keep being eliminated. You keep waiting for, like, how's it going to happen? Yep. So, anyway. Excellent work. Yeah. Great goal. If this was a, if this was a, uh. A, a sport that we were actually like providing color commentary on, it would be like, "Wow, what an incredible goal!" <laughs> like, like, yes, it's it's a, a moving moment. And I just love the the the, the breaking of the chain animation oh, too. It's so just so cool because cool. you vi- like it. It just makes so much sense. You just get what it is immediately. It's yeah. so great. Yep. Because uh, like you have that, you don't have that. I guess what I'm saying is everybody has a version of that for whatever it is. Doesn't matter if it's like an athletic thing or something. Yeah. Even if it's just like you're writing something, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, my brain is has a lock on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you know, comes unlocked. It's interesting because you know we're talking gold member earlier, and this whole episode's really about uh, Chigiri getting his mojo back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fuck yes. Austin uh- Powers is anime. 
Oh, that'd be great. I like Kuon getting his ass kicked <sighs> because he like betrayed yeah. <laughs> he betrayed his team, and then they were like, "Why didn't you tell us about Shigiri's leg?" They think they betra- that he double crossed them, and so now they're just like they're just beating the they're shit out of him, kicking the shit <laughs> out of him, kicking his yeah. ass. <laughs> He's getting. He's all like beaten he, up. He he loses all access to all allies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which plays in I think one of the next moments is where they're like setting up to like play the next game, and they're like, "What the fuck do we do about this guy? Like, what do we yeah. do knowing that there's a dude who's trying to betray us on our own team, and they witness him." Going to try to do it again in the lunchroom. Well, that's the great. So after the game, that's our our little our little you know not the additional time which we'll get to, but the there's there's a scene lit where uh, Team Z is like okay we're playing against Team V. Team V is the best team. They have the best record in our bracket, and we only have ten players because Kuon betrayed us. Uh, they see Kuon is talking with the trio of uh, you know superstars from Team V. Uh, including there's 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 a there's a character I really like who's the 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 dumb guy with glasses who's trying to sound smart. Oh yeah, what is that guy? <laughs> he's great. That's how I feel talking on a podcast he's, sometimes. He's very <laughs> he's very vocabulary I'm not really comfortable with. Very dingy in power, put on glasses to be 100, smart. One hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. I love a dumb guy with glasses. So funny. And then a super. They you we'll, we'll get into these characters more in episode eight, but. Uh, Kuon's basically this is like, hey, I can help you guys out, and they're just like, oh, we don't, get, we don't need that shit. Fuck you, like get out of here. Yeah. And so he can't find allies there. Um, and uh, basically, what's going on is that they, that Isagi comes in there, and the this trio are just basically like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna beat you. You're like, we don't give a shit about <laughs> yeah, you. You're nobody. Beat you. yeah. Nothing has been more me energy in a f- in a scene of sports. Than this team. <laughs> I love this, these guys. This was me. I used to, and I think I've said it on the show before. I used we used to do track practice where we would run, uh, we'd run in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and we'd run like I don't know four or five fucking miles, and I was like, this sucks. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. So I would break off, go into Dairy Queen, get a cheeseburger, oh, eat yeah. my cheeseburger, and when I saw them coming back, duck back into the line. <laughs> And complain about practice the entire time. Yeah. And that, so like them being like, ugh, this is, tr- I don't want to fucking do, yeah, we're yeah. going to win. Like, duh. But I'm not going to do the shit that it takes to win. No. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, great. I would have ran into Lou Malnati's. I, if there had been a Lou Malnati's near my high school, I would, I'd be a dead woman. <laughs> Saving grace is that the cheeseburgers at Dairy Queen are small. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of, we didn't have a lot of, yeah, different podcast. Fuck, I love Dairy Queen now. <laughs> <laughs> Additional time here. I, I've got to rewatch this because it's about girly hairstyle. And it's it's talking about, you know, they're just trying to figure yeah. out a, a, a good hairstyle to wear. And I was like, I kind of, this is Chigiri. And I was like, I feel like I, I kind of like this hairstyle. It's kind of like a bun slash long in back but then there's also like a like a hair uh a hairband gets brought out yes. a headband gets brought out because uh Kunigami has sisters cute cute it, little skit his, his hair is good yeah he's got great hair i really like the next episode's extra additional time uh well let's get into that oh, now unless too. anyone else has any thoughts on episode 7 whipped 
it fucking whips ass. That, great episode. That a great episode. Great, great episode. episode. A banger. And also knowing that it's only seven episodes in, there's going to be episodes of this show that full on make me cry, I bet. Oh, sure. Fucking Naruto made me cry. My Hero Academia made me cry. I don't think Chainsaw Man made me cry. But mm. like, there's. The, when when shonen anime is at its best, I'm like I'll fucking cry at some point and be like, this is the best feeling there is. It was just a nice change of pace too, because like not that I was uh, sick of uh, Isagi, but it was nice to spend time with somebody else for a little while. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I like him. But... I can't wait until he ruins his own team's life. <laughs> when he's like, when he smells a goal and it's his own. Yeah, and yes. he fucking kicks the ball through somebody's head and bursts it. <laughs> There's just gonna be. There's just gonna have to like. I, I. I. We'll see where this. Well, we don't need to speculate where the series is going. We'll see where the series ends up going. Uh, episode eight: the formula for goals. So this is Team Zed is just like, look, we have to win this game. We can't beat. We can't tie Team V. If we draw Team V, then we're going to lose. Winning is our only option, and we are so overmatched here. And we have to win. With one player missing. Yes. Yeah. They're 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 down. It's a it's a ten versus eleven. Uh, Kuo not overtly conspiring against them, but you know not being able to participate on their behalf. Because he also is like, it's not in my best interest to help you guys win because yes. I currently have three goals, and if I if if you guys lose and I have three goals, I get to continue. So it's detrimental to my survival to help. Mm-hmm. Yes, the only thing that that there is one of the one of the players on this team uh says that look, if I I can score you know, I can score two goals on my own so we'll be tied and then I'll have like the higher rating, the higher ranking uh where Ego uh butts in and and talks about this and that would mean I will advance, but it's this whole thing going on basically they don't have Kuon as they're going into this match. Um, so, uh, Nagi, who is, uh, the character who is the, like, laziest guy. Love, oh. love him. Love, love Nagi. Love Nagi. <laughs> Nagi is so good. He just keeps going, like, Mendoxini, <laughs> which is like, this is so, I'm, I'm bored, this is troublesome, <laughs> I don't want to do it. So, Nagi is the goal leader, and then also the dumb guy with glasses, and then kind of Nagi's, I guess, mount? Uh, Rayo, who basically carries him around <laughs> on his shoulders. And we we're getting into more flashbacks here, but those are the three big goal scorers on that team. Those That's the trio they've got to stop if they're going to try to be able to uh, advance. And so basically, you know, they're the, the Nagi's whole thing is that he says he doesn't need to practice. We're with the other team now. And we have this flashback to uh, Rayo Mikagi, uh, and uh, Mikagi is basically like talking about how he he's like we just spend some a good amount of time with him. He was he's like the scion. Mm-hmm. He's like a a succession style like the heir to this gigantic uh, global business fortune, and that's his whole like fate. He seems to be like a super intelligent guy, always scoring at the high the like, hi- highest on all of his exams. That feels like a good AMV, by the way. Yeah. Anime music video is to set the succession theme to. Like a, a video of this dude. Oh, that's great. That's I love awesome. That. Somebody make that. <laughs> so Bikage is getting basically no joy out of anything. He's he's much like Kratos. No matter how many women he brought to his bed, <laughs> nothing could bring him any sort of solace in this world. Nothing will ever rid the ashes of my family from yeah. my skin. <laughs> Until he sees the World Cup. He sees the World Cup and he's like, that's what I want. I want that. 
His dad's like, look, you play basketball. You may be able to throw down a vicious slam dunk on the hardwood, but you've never played football at all. <laughs> How can you possibly play soccer? You fucking idiot. Yeah, you dipshit. <laughs> They're different sports. You're going to be a business guy. You're not going to be a soccer guy. You're not going to be a football guy. And he's like, but no, that's what I want to do. And he's like, I'll make the national champions. We're going to win the World Cup. And he is trying to figure out how to have this, uh, the like have this possibility. He has like a meet cute with Nagi, who is just sort of sitting there playing video games on his phone. On his phone, and uh, Nagi drops his phone, and then he has like this really elegant way of just vaulting down the stairs and catching it on his foot and yeah. balancing it delicately. Such control. Yeah, and and Rayo Mikagi, yeah, is like is like, oh my god, this guy's a this guy's a football prodigy and sort of takes him under his hand and under his wing. Um Nagi's like, I don't want to work hard. That's too much of a hassle. And Mikagi is like, look, you don't don't do anything differently. Just do what you do. Just play football with me and we're gonna win. Yeah, he's like, I don't ever want to do anything my whole life. The quote is I I I, I use the quote for my my setup, but I have it here. I just want to chill and do nothing for the rest of my life. Can I have some money? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's it. That's all. That's great. That's all you need. The healthiest attitude to have under capitalism. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing yeah. this. Just give me some money, dude. Uh, okay, so uh, so we're back in the present, right? We after this, we go back to yeah. yep. uh, Raichi and Kuon and Isagi. And they're they're just like, hey, we want to, like, they they now want to take their turn beating the shit out of this guy, um, finish the job the other team started, <laughs> and Cohen is like, look, we we need him, and we kind of like we just like we need a, a an eleventh player, and there's you know it's like it's the whole thing of just like the the real politic of like look this guy maybe, but uh, this guy did something shitty. Uh, but we're kind of stuck with each other now, and yeah. so we got to try to make the best of the situation. And so, yeah, this is where this is where Kunigami ca- taunts him. It wasn't the earlier scene; it's this scene where he taunts him with saying, "Like, hey, I'll score three goals on my own. I'll be the top scorer." Yeah, handsome man, Kunigami. Yeah, handsome. Like, gets up in in Kuan's business and is like, "I'm gonna fucking ruin your life, man. I'm gonna score more goals, and nobody can stop me." And you believe him. He's not like being a shithead about it, yeah, though. Yeah, he's like he's just like, sort he's of just, being factual. Yeah, he's matter of fact, which I guess is pretty confident, alpha. strong, good hair. Yeah, does have great hair. Everyone's got great hair in this series. Yeah, of course they do, because that's how you differentiate them when they're all wearing the exact same uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just as a character design, I really like. We talked about it, but I really like Chigiri. I think he looks really cool, and I also really like the the trio of shitheads. Um, <laughs> On the They're other so team, good. They're just That's... like, you know, the Rayo Mikagi's got like this purple hair. Um, Seish- uh, Seishiro Nagi's got the white, like, you know, white locks. And then, you know, we talked about the dumb guy with glasses. I wish we'd um, seen Tsurugi. Naruto as a group because I would love to be like, oh, it's like this character in Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, there's. You can say that anyway. I mean, our listeners, uh, a lot of our listeners will Gaara. say Naruto. It's a Gara in, in Naruto. Uh, somebody who's just like about? really, really good, but doesn't want, like, doesn't really want to do much. Mm. Got it. Um, it's we should watch it. We can do we like can a, do a, a Naruto podcast. like I s- retrospective. I saw no the whole fuck like the first. All right, sure. F- the first forty two episodes of that show are, are among the best anime ever made okay. by anybody. Great. And I was at a grocery store the other day, and somebody was wearing a Kakashi pin. I was like, "Hey, great Kakashi pin!" And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm my I've seen it, you know, when I was a kid, and now me and my girlfriend are watching it." 
and she's loving it. And oh. I was like, what a great little window in your relationship. <laughs> apparently, the we were talking about it earlier, but apparently the the uh, apparently Creed three has a direct reference to a punch from an episode of Naruto. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, like a like I'm a, seeing it's it was Dragon Ball. Weekend. He's like, he's like, it's it, it. No, he's like, no, it's this exact this exact combat sequence from this episode. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I'm watching this day one. Um. Anyway, yeah, 42 episodes that covers the rest of the year. So yeah, let's yeah. just lock it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they want they're they're trying to beat up Kuon, and you know, Asagi's like, we can't, we can't do that. Ego comes in on the big screen. And he's like, look, whoever's got the highest, blue, higher blue lock ranking, if everything's tied, is going to advance. Kuon is, t- is number one, but that won't necessarily hold. Ego has a thing, and I like this, because he's just getting dumped on the whole time. He's like, Kuon sucks. Like, this guy does, can't do anything. This <laughs> yeah. guy had to scheme and betray his own team. That's not sustainable. That's not going to work in the World Cup. You're not going to be able to go to Denmark and say, like, hey, I'm going to work on your behalf yeah. so that I could get more gold. Like, there's, it doesn't make any sense. So, and he talks a lot about reproducibility of just like spec- there's spectacular scoring. That's what you know. Those, those are on highlight reels. That's what people remember. But a goal needs to be reproducible for you to be a great striker. It needs to be a thing you can do consistently. The formula for goals. The formula for goals. That's the title. Yes. And Isagi is like, I, I I do like the 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 graphics that are used in this in terms of like not just like I don't mean like the. You know, the, like like the graphics in in the sense of the soccer presentation. I mean, in terms of like when we go to like inside Isagi's head and he's trying to like calculate like yeah. how what how do I use my weapon of being able to smell goals of having this kind of extrasensory per, perception of the soccer field. How am I supposed to use that as a solo skill in order to you know facilitate my own scoring? And so like like he's he's speculating that he's trying to figure that out. He goes to uh, borrow, and then hey, speaking of handsome guys, we got this shirtless hunk with a superhero physique. Yeah. He plays for a different team, and he is having a one-on-one with Asagi. It's just another thing I like about this series of just like he just fucking shells him. He just kicks his ass, <laughs> like just scores on him three times, and is like you like you. Your lesson from this should be that you should stop playing soccer. <laughs> I, I play the same better game as you, and you just have no chance. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> I don't know because you would have expected like like the like normal. The expectation would have been like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna get beat once, but then he's gonna figure something out, and by the end he's gonna get him. You know, yeah. but no, he just loses. So good. But what I like about this is like is the super granular stuff of okay, he's figuring out Barrow's range and like he like wait, it seems like it, to, to Ego's point about reproducibility, reproducibility. He's saying like okay, like Barrow could seems like he can score from anywhere. But if you actually look at how he's playing, he has this one section of the field that he fixates on, he gets to the, gets to his spots and he takes his shot from the same foot from the same range. And so he's just just trying to to break down how calculated everything is, uh, but he can't copy a borrow's weapon, so you know, he's trying to figure it out. They're all awake. None of them can sleep. No, yeah. How could you? The the stakes are high. They're getting higher and higher. Your your life is over if you lose tomorrow. <laughs> your life. Your whole damn life. Yeah, I mean, no one's you're, no one's being executed, but metaphorically. Yet. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it'll heighten to that. I mean, at some point, it's going to be like the final few players who are still in Blue Lock. Mm-hmm. And I bet Ego just gives them a gun and it's like, okay, well, at some point, 
you just have to kill each other. Consider this bullet the soccer ball, and wherever it lands, the goal. There is an element of just like of of overwhelming sadness with this whole thing, knowing how it must end. Mm-hmm. Like just like even if it doesn't get there, but like uh, Igarashi, who is the guy who who's comes with the scrappy guy, who's the lowest rank, comes from the family who owns a temple. He does not want to have to manage a temple, and it's like unless this dude wins. That is going to be his life. Yeah. This thing that he dreads is going to happen to him at some point in this series. He's going to have to be sent back to managing the temple, and that will just be how he lives out his days. Love it. <laughs> it's grim. Love it. But it's, I guess also that's part of life is just, you know, whatever. What is you your fi- fate? What is your fate? You'll figure out how to rise to, live to with meet it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all, they're all, none of them can sleep, and they are, they're scared. And Isagi has like, look, fear makes us strong. That's how this works. Uh, Iemon figures out, or they're looking at the positions of how everyone's going to play before uh, they go into the next game. Um, so they've got the front. Shigiri is on the front now, along with some other players, to have a more uh, forward offensive advance. But they are mostly going to be playing, like since they only have 10 guys, like they're going to play super-duper defensive. They're going to turtle up and just try to counterattack. And so that's what they're going, they're going to, their plan of action is. And then we get into the game, which I thought we were about out of episode. We get to see some game here. Yeah. So they, like, the person who initiates their attacks is uh, Reo Mikagi, the purple haired dude. And he basically goes down the field. And then, so that the other guy, um, I'm forgetting, Nagi has to exert as little effort as possible. He basically just gets him to his spot, kicks him the ball, and then Nagi puts it in the goal. So they know the strategy, so they're able to block it and counterattack, and they go all the way through it. Uh, they look like they're going to score a goal, but they can't quite get it into the net. And It's off of a phenomenal header. Phenomenal header, yeah. By our long, stretchy dude. Yeah, by the guy who can just <laughs> lay out completely. And so then the other team is like, wait a minute, we can do that. And so, <laughs> like, like, it's like, Ryo Wikagi is just like, Hey, let's try that. That's yeah. always cool what they did, and they just do it, and they just and they just score. Which is a which is a power in a, a power trope in anime is like the guy who can copy. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So like the team is like the copy ninja of this of this of this anime. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like now you're like, oh, these are idiots without a plan who are relying exclusively on natural talent. And all they have to be done, all they have to be shown is any play. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do that yeah. one. That, oh, that's great. That sounds good. Let's pass it that way. Yeah. It's a team of dittos. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love how Na- Nagi at the end is just like the way he taunts him. He doesn't even mean it maliciously. He's just like, he just scores and he's like, that was easy. Why didn't you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maddening. <laughs> well, yeah, you could just do that. And that's how you do it. Can you imagine coming off an improv cage match show and before the other team comes on stage being like, that was pretty simple. You guys should just have a good show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think you guys want to do well. If you guys don't want to get cut from Herald Night, you guys got to just have a good show. Yeah, have a good show. Yeah. Entertain the audience. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> so much lower stakes than Blue Lock, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to the people on Herald Night. <laughs> So, uh, any other thoughts on this episode? I'm excited to see what happens next, and that is the 
number one best part of watching a good shonen anime yeah. is like, I want to know what happens. And I have... Uh, relegated myself to only these two episodes each week because I was get I raced ahead immediately and yeah. I was like oh I'm I've lost sort of track of what is happening in the show and also knowing any of the reveals kind of like deadens the experience of talking about it with you guys so I can't I can't fucking wait I'm I doing the same wait. I'm trying to watch along in real time as we record uh, along yeah, with the audience so that I don't get ahead of things. We do have the additional time here, which you mentioned liking, Heather. This is Wife Material Rayo. So good. So good. So funny. So this is basically Nagi is, and, and Nagi, you know. Nagi's our lazy dude. Yeah. And I guess this this comes back to a question from a few episodes about, uh, someone talked about how, you know, some of these characters are presented uh, the like from a feminine standpoint, the, mm-hmm. the masculine or feminine. And this one definitely, you know, as you can infer from the, the title yeah, of the this initial time, Wife Material it. Rayo, it But I think does. it's a joke. It's I not think like, so too, it's, yeah. It's like leaning into it for the for the comedy of it, not for the, you know. This is bad. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's just suggesting the there's there's some intimacy to their partnership and also that, that Mikagi seems to get general genuine pleasure out of, uh, or genuine satisfaction out of enabling Nagi's laziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, gives him a massage, gives him a, a ride, ride on his bike. A piggyback ride. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> so good. Very cute. Charming. Hey, those were our thoughts on episodes seven and eight, Rush and the Formula for Goals. But last week we discussed episode five, To Be Reborn, and episode six, I'm Sorry, and you sent in your thoughts. It's time for Chain Reactions, colon, Blue Talk. <laughs> oh, that's right, Nick. These are all from our Patreon, patreon.com slash getplayed. Uh, so, uh you're hearing this there. I don't know why I said that at all. <laughs> There's the URL you're at in case you just want a reminder. Yeah, just in case you were like, where am I? Where am I? Yeah, we. What uh, happened? How did this audio get in my RSS feed? <laughs> yeah. We are uh, in your headphones. This isn't a voice that you're just hearing on your own. Yeah. Uh, this is a pre recorded show. And that's, uh, and also, you're on a bike. You're on a bicycle going yeah. very quickly. You're on a yeah. bicycle. You're yeah. delivering something Slow down. very important. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get it there safely. It's important. What you're delivering is very important. It's up to you. You can unite. <laughs> the, the, you can unite the kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, but you have to get the, the object there, <laughs> the artifact. All right. Um, this one is from Anthony Abate, uh, and they write, I've never had the slightest I- interest in soccer, but this is already one of my favorite sports anime. E- if each of you had to compete in wow. something with the same stakes as Blue Lock, what sport or, ev- or event would you have the best chance in? That's an interesting with the thought. S- the stakes of Blue Lock? Yeah. I would choose some shit that I don't give a fuck about. I'd be like, hockey. Get me out of like, here, sort of, right? Because like, if I don't... Well, I was like, if, if I'm going to fail and never, ever get to do... The thing again. I would not want to do anything I loved. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, so Nick's not going to pick pounding off. Oh, okay. <laughs> same, same logic I'd choose podcasting. <laughs> Nick has a, uh, a white water bottle, and he, but it looks like he's just downing milk. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awful as hell. Yeah. Just, yeah, my yeah. politics have changed a lot. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Matt's going to punch me, and I'm going to recite oh cereals. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. God. 
there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance a proud boy listens to us. But if you do, unsubscribe, bitch. Nice. Uh, Matt, do you have an answer? Um, hmm. I forgot about um Dre. I, well, that's the thing. And it's really just been thank you for reminding me. Big mistake. Dre. I forgot. Um, you know, nowadays everybody wanna talk about they got something to say. Um but, sure. Yeah. But um <laughs> I don't I don't know that I'm that skilled at anything in particular where this would ever come into play. I think I can do a lot of things pretty well, but there's always somebody right behind me that is going to do better at it. So, uh, and that's not sure. a put down. I'm not thinking of myself in some sort of negative way. I just think that like, oh, like I do a lot of things pretty decently enough to, you know, be passable at something. So I don't know. Um, maybe um, Nick said podcasting. So there he was right behind me with that answer. Um you know what? Maybe making breakfast. I feel like I do that pretty well, and I Holy like to do shit. it. Oh yeah, fuck. That's like then you could never make breakfast again. I know, and I feel like that. I make a lot of my meals, but I feel like that's the meal where I really excel, and like I really got that down. And I'm yeah. not really even really thinking about it. I'm still waking up when I'm making this thing. Damn it. Sure. And it comes out good still. Um. So thank you, Anthony, for that for that question. Um. This next one's from Michael. The hype hi, Michael. this yeah, hi Michael. Hi Michael. The hype this show makes me feel week to week is amazing. I haven't had this much fun with a battle style anime since I was a kid watching DBZ, Dragon Ball Z. There are scenes and lines that make me smile and say holy shit out loud on a regular basis. <laughs> me too, man. Yeah. It is That's great. It is always just like, whoa. <laughs> like it is it's a, it's a very fun watch in that way where yeah. somebody will say something so insane and you're just like, wow. <laughs> Great. Um, great comment. Great comment. Uh, this one's from Zach Tenenhouse. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. I'm watching way ahead, so I won't spoil anything, but I have never felt so hyped for a sport that I don't care about at all. Absolutely captivating week to week. I would die for Bachira. Hmm. I don't know who I'd die for yet. Would I die for any of these people? Who's the naked guy? The guy who shows his butt. He's my Bachira favorite. Bachira is like the name. one with the yellow hair, right? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the same yeah. person who shows their butt? Well, here's the thing. He's they got like a yellow butts. streak of hair. Yeah, he don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, I do. I, I have this. Then I agree with the answer. I'd, I'd die for shark teeth. Wow. He's very funny. Hmm. What's the name of the one? And I know we've probably talked about him so much in this one. Who's the one... Oh, Ch- uh, Chigiri. I like Chigiri so far the most. Yeah, Chigiri's pretty good. Very great, great character. Um, here we go. This next one is from Kevin Stanley. Uh, hi, Kevin. We're saying hi to everybody today. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> we got to say yeah, hi. I'm not going to say hi to Kevin. Yeah. Oh, no. he's taking it back. Shit. He's taking it back. Um. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry? Oh, yeah. Now we're apologizing. Sorry, Kevin. Um, Hi. I love the shows, both Get Animated and Blue Lock. I watch along with the crew, and it's a fun summary and review after I watch the episodes. I'm also watching the season of Survivor, my first time watching it, and it seems really funny how Blue Lock at times mirrors the sun team betrayal dynamic from Survivor. What would, you got, what would your devious plan be to screw over your teammates when it counts in order to progress? 
Hmm. That's the thing. Well, so, so Matt, you're a big, you're a big uh, reality show guy, and Survivor in particular, you've said you want to be on, and you feel like I, you, yes. could, you could get through, right? I do think I would like to do it. Um, if, like, I, I think it'd be an interesting exercise. Uh, the stuff that I really can't wrap my head around is that I really just don't think I got that dog in me when it comes to, like, um, like... <laughs> When it comes to like being mean or like doing something sneaky like that, because like I don't, yeah. I'm I'm not a liar. I like I I couldn't I I don't think I could lie like that. So like to yeah. to lie to somebody's face directly and be like, oh like, uh, we're actually voting for we're voting for Nick tonight, but we're actually and in my I'm saying this to Heather, uh, we're voting for Nick tonight. So vote Nick, vote Nick. But there's like a a mass strategy to vote out Heather. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't lie to somebody like that. Um, unless they were bad or something, or like I, I didn't like them, but I, I feel like I like a lot of people too, so it would just be, yeah, it'd be tricky. How you get past that though is you just have to otherize them. You have to be like, well, there. You think of some rationale for why they deserve that treatment. That's true. I, yeah. I would have no, I would have no problem with that because I'd see it in the context of the game, mm-hmm. and like I do, I like, I think also I would, I could do the deniable like well i was lying by omission or whatever you know like i'm saying i'm not t- exactly telling the truth but i'm not overtly lying either so i think yeah. you can handle that sort of thing in like a survivor like context but i, I had my, my fingers my crossed it didn't that- count yeah exactly <laughs> uh I, I yeah go on heather well i uh was on a game show uh pilot for what is essentially the game mafia right mm-hmm. um and this was the Sopranos? No. Woke up this morning, got yourself a yeah, gun. I love that show. I didn't know you were on the pilot. Wow. Hey, what do you uh, hear? What do you say? A game show. A game show. A game show. Like Werewolf, uh-huh. Mafia. T, that... they're Pokemon cards. <laughs> and it was- it's called uh, Blue Lock, T. <laughs> it was about a half and half mix of comedians and like police officers, FBI interrogators. Whack, like, whack. Whack? Right. Oh yeah, whack, whack. Uh <laughs> like criminal profilers, like all this stuff, right? Get real um, jobs. And so I knew 25% of the people in this big stage. Yeah. Uh and won the game. And I had wow. to lie to people we know and like there was some competitive instinct that kicked in where I started like crying and I was just like I'm not lying to you. I promise you can trust me. <laughs> like, I, I swear to God, we're going to win this game together. You have to choose that person. And I have, I walked off stage and the people who I knew were like, I will never trust you again. And I felt so bad. I felt, yeah. I felt awful. And I was like, oh, it's the, con- it's a game <clears throat> show and this is going to make for good TV. And woof. Hearing this now, and I say this, with true, like, with love in my heart, you're the scariest person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, truly terrifying. That is a superpower that you could use for evil if you wanted to. I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't use it for anything. Yeah. I mean, I felt really good, like lying straight to a profiler, and yeah. then being like, "She's telling the truth." I That's know what truth good. looks like, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" You're an idiot. This guy's an <laughs> but idiot. In my head, I was That's like. Great. I'm improvising the person who's not lying. Yeah. Anyway. That's that's incredible. If You'd it was be great you on Survivor. Guys, if it was the two of you, 
I, I would, I would at the beginning of the game just say, whoever wins, let's just split it three ways. And oh, then it doesn't, yeah. like, just, we could just win that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. If I heard that from you, I wouldn't believe it for a second. Fucking goddamn it. <laughs> I'd be like, this is part of her game. I'm telling you now, years mm-hmm. ahead of any, like, Hunger Games style podcast wars. Yeah. We are, for the sake of this show, communists, and we split yeah. shit f- f- like all three ways. Yes. Yeah. That's how we roll. If there are That's podcast true. wars, I'm flying my ass to Austin. <laughs> I don't get that. Uh, that's where that's all the new that's uh, Mecca of comedy. Yeah, oh. that's where all where the Joe Rogan guys are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Um, I wouldn't do that. Um, last place I'd ever be, um, except the parts that aren't that. I guess most of most of Austin isn't that. Probably, um, it, it's keep it, Austin weird. Guys, and I know that we're joking, and this is like a podcast, and we're just like saying things, and we're just kind of goofing around and stuff. It is extremely important, and I'm getting choked up just thinking about this. You guys have to keep Austin weird, and I just, it's just, you have to do it. You have to. For the love of God. I was just thinking about um, Silvio explaining to Tony uh, (laughs) the Joe Rogan podcast. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience, Tone. The guy from uh, he was on news radio and, and Fear, Fear Factor. Factor. Yeah, he used to uh, he used to make people eat bugs, and now he sort of decides democracy. <laughs> it's an interesting show, Tom. Yeah, yeah, they got some interesting guys on there. They're not a lot of opinions I agree with, but Silvio's like very progressive somehow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we have one more, Matt? Yeah, I got I got one more. This one's from Christopher Virgana. Uh, wow. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Christopher. Uh, Chrissy. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't give a shit about soccer. Love this anime. The main characters are become being becoming a selfish piece of shit. Had more legs than I originally thought. And over the weekend, I got fully up to date with the manga. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's alpha as hell. I, I think there is something, uh, Chris's comment of just like, that is such a fascinating arc because you usually see the ob- the opposite. It's mm-hmm. usually someone who is selfish, learning that they have to understand others and accept teamwork. And this is like, no, this person needs to realize they're looking out for number one, that you die in your own arms. Exactly, yeah. Um, and he, that is one of the more yeah, compelling things about it for sure. But I haven't even, I haven't even touched the manga. Um, I'd be interested to do that. I, I read, I read the first episode. I read the first issue, rather. Wow, it corresponds with the first episode. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back and because I'm reading other stuff, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. It's a solid maybe. Um, yeah. But there you have it. Those were our um, chain reactions, blue talk, and uh, after listening to this one, send them in for episode seven and eight, and we'll read those on the show next week. Yeah, we'll read those. We'll read those in next week when we're going to cover episode nine, Awakening, and episode 10, Just the Way It Is. Hmm. And hey, hmm. this is just the way it is. <sighs> you listen to the show, you get animated. Boom. Nice. Animated.